and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we learned Parasha Shelach and today I'm gonna expound on a mimer of the Rebbe's from Lihutei Torah on the Haftarah of this week's uh, Torah portion. So every week we read the Torah portion uh, in, the, in the synagogue on, on Saturday morning um, on Shabbat day and after the Torah is read then um, something that is relevant to that Torah portion from the, from the times of the prophets uh, comes out and that's the Haftarah and this Haftarah talks about um, the spies that uh, uh, Yehoshua who was Moses' uh, student and he was the person that uh, came after Moses. He was the one that brought the Jewish people into Israel actually 40 years after. Uh, it talks about, it mentions that he sent two spies into Jericho uh, before conquering the land. So this echoes in some way the main uh, theme of the Parasha Shelach in which we, we know that Moses sends 12 spies to scout the land before entering the land of Israel. God uh, doesn't believe that Moses should send these spies into the land. He tells him it's not necessary, you're going to conquer it, I'm with you. But if you feel that you need to go and see before you go in, feel free, but he was not uh, thinking this is necessary, Hashem uh, really didn't want them to go, but Moshe nevertheless sent the, the spies, they were the princes of uh, the tribes, there were 12 men, they were very prestigious men, these were like the heads of the of Bnei Israel that went into Israel and they scouted the land and they came out with a terrible, terrible report that created a lot of uh, fear in the Jewish people and because of this, because they cried for no reason, Hashem told them, okay, because you're crying for no reason, then I'm going to give you many reasons to cry on this day, which is the 9th of Av, which is the saddest day in the Jewish calendar. It's Tisha B'Av, is the day in which many calamities have afflicted the Jewish people till today. So, so we see that this, uh, this sending these spies into the land of Canaan before conquering it was a complete fiasco. It ended up becoming a terrible thing uh, and uh, at the end the Jewish people did not enter the land of Israel. They didn't conquer it. They stayed sojourning in the desert for 40 more years and um, all that generation from 20 to 60 year old uh, actually died in the desert. They didn't come into the land of Israel. So the people, actually the people that came out of Egypt were not the people that came into the land of Israel. So the verse says, And Yehoshua sent two people to spy the land and the city of Jericho. We would think that such a spy mission really uh, would never again be repeated. It, it, it's it's mind-boggling to think that that uh, a person like Yehoshua would send spies into Jericho after what happened 40 years before. Actually, he was one of these spies that went into the land of Israel to scout it. He was him and Caleb were the only two people that came out with good reports that didn't go with the other spies. Nevertheless. He uh, sends the two, these two spies who are Pinhas and Caleb 
and uh, <clears throat> into Jericho before conquering the land of Israel. And it seems very puzzling, but we, from here we understand that at this time, God did command Yehoshua uh, to send these two spies into Jericho and to scout the place and see what's, what's in there. So there's many questions that arise here that are not clear. One of these questions is uh, worth asking is why were these two spies sent only to Jericho? Why didn't he send them to scout the whole land of Israel when there were many other cities uh, that had to be conquered? It was not only one city, it was many cities. So here we, from this mimer, from the Rebbes, and this is Kabbalah, this is mysticism, this is another way to look into what happened there in a mystical point of view. Jericho was considered to be the lock of Israel and the people who lived there came from all the seven nations. So the rest of Israel was like more the people from the land of Canaan. Jericho was a place that was more diverse where you had more people living from other nations. We understand that there were seven nations that had to be conquered before the Jewish people were able to enter the land of Israel. These seven nations correspond to the seven emotional attributes. So entering the land of Israel was really conquering our own character traits. So in a physical sense, the conquering of Jericho represents the fortified might of the nations and conquering them was a blow to their morale. It really brought them down. And however, on a spiritual plane, we must understand that every Jewish soul contains aspects of Eretz Israel, including the city of Jericho. So the Rebbe explains here that Jericho would be the only city to require spies because the command to conquer the land of Israel is eternal in every generation in spiritual terms. So what does it mean in a spiritual sense to conquer the land of Israel? This is something that we do every minute of our day. Every minute of our day, we're conquering Eretz Israel. So uh, the Rebbe explains, the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shnur Salman of Liadi, the Alter Rebbe, explains in chapter 9 of the Tanya, he describes that we all, a Jew has a constant battle uh, inside of him. His body is like a, like a city, and inside of this body there are two kings. One is the animal soul, and the other one is the godly soul, the, the, the godly, the, the neshama elokit. So one is in the right side of the brain, this is the godly soul, it's in the right side of the brain. Let's say this is the P.O. box of this soul. And the animal soul is on the left ventricle of the heart, where you pump the blood. So all day we are battling these two souls. One soul is instinctive, is natural, it's egocentric, it wants to do what brings him pleasure, he wants to run away from pain, he only wants to have fun, he doesn't want to suffer. The other soul, the only thing he wants is to be one with God. He, whatever God wants him to do, that's what he wants to do. He's one with Hashem. So we're constantly in this battle. Uh, should I listen to the shiur online or should I go and watch a TV? Or should I go and watch TV? Should I uh, uh, help this person or should I just turn my head and look the other way and just go and do my thing? So we're in a constant battle, 24 hours a day, even when we're sleeping. And... Um, and the conquering of the nation of Canaan 
and the naming of Eretz Israel represents every Jew's mission to conquer every aspect and power of the animal soul that which is Eretz Canaan. So the land of Canaan, which was the land before the Jewish people entered the land of Israel, represents our uh, seven emotional attributes that are um, conquered by the animal soul, let's say. And our job in our life is to conquer these attributes, which are Hesed, Gevura, Tiferet, Kindness, um, judge, justice, uh, mercy, uh, resilience, humility, uh, foundation, and malhut, which is kingship. So all day we're trying to refine our emotional attributes and to behave in a holy manner. So once we're conquered, we have conquered this, and this is something that has to be done every day, every minute, because we come with this natural instinctive nature. We're animalistic. We cannot never get rid of this, but we can conquer it in a certain way. We're con constantly working on them. And the, and the whole purpose of conquering them is to transform it into a vessel for, uh, for godliness. And once we have been able to transform them, then we have entered Eretz Israel. So in a spiritual sense, in a spiritual sense, if a person, even if we're in Exodus, in the diaspora, we're in Galut, we're in exile, if a person is able to, to conquer, to, to manage this animalistic nature day by day, so at that moment it's as if he has been redeemed. He, Mashiach came, even if he's living in Galut. So sending spies and conquering Jericho was a complete different thing. On the other hand, it, it, it had a different and practical directive for us in our service to God. So the verse states, the, Zohar, the verse states, and Abraham was old and fulfilled in years. The Zohar explains that Abraham was guarded by days. What clothed him was the days, what, the way he lived his life, and days represent the garments of the soul. So Hasidut explains that the garments of the soul are thought, speech, and action. This is what dresses our, our soul, is the way we think, the way we speak, and the way we behave. And every soul is allotted a certain amount of days, from the day he's born till the day he leaves this world. Each person has a different amount of days. Some people come and live one minute, other people come and live three hours, others come and live 80 years, some live 100 years and more than 100 years. So each person is allotted a certain amount of time in this world. And, um, and in a court, in, so every day, that we are in this world, we're required to learn Torah and to do mitzvot. This is our job. And when we're uh, fulfilling these two commandments of learning Torah and doing mitzvot with our commandments 613, which are actually 248, uh, if I'm not wrong, it's 248 positive and 365 negative commandments that we abstain from, uh, we are garbing our souls with, uh, with this. With, because if we're busy all day thinking, okay, what mitzvah can I do? What else can I learn? This is what's going to dress your neshama. This is what, what you're going to be. So these garments are created through the Torah and the mitzvot. Uh, that we fulfill every day. So every day that a person misses to learn Torah or the fulfillment of a mitzvah, 
it causes a loss of the sole garment that was required specifically for that day. And you cannot gain it because the day is gone. You cannot relive the same day. The, the time that we're given is so precious that we should never take it for granted. And every time you're put into a situation, you have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, just run and do it. Run and do it. You're never gonna miss, you're never gonna have that chance again at that specific time. So what remains to be understood is what it is the meaning of these garments, what would occur if the soul remains unclothed, and why was this matter written in the Torah. So in the morning prayers every day, if you go to the synagogue, especially men, uh, we sanctify the name of God in the Kedusha, in the, in the, when we do the Amidah, the Shemon Esre, there's a, the, when there's a minion, there's a part in the repetition of the Amidah that it's called the Kedusha. In this Kedusha we say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. The repetition of the word Kadosh, which means uh, holy, Three times represents the three forms of expression of the soul, of the garments, that are thought, speech, and action. And so when a person is saying kadosh, 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 what he's doing is he's giving energy to each one of these garments. So in order for the soul to be able to benefit from the ray of the Shekhinah, of the godly presence, and be incorporated within the unity of God, uh, the proper levushim, this is the Hebrew word for these, the garments, are required. And so when a person has the proper thoughts, and he has the proper speech, and he has the proper action, he clothes his soul from head to toe with, um, with, uh, with the shehina, with the godly presence. It's a person that really holds God with him. It's a person you know. I don't know if you've ever seen people that are walking and they have like this energy that, that they're attracting, like this positivity, inside, that they're bright. This is a person that has been able to keep his thoughts and his speech and his actions according to, to godly, to godly thoughts, speech, and action. So this further explains by the verse, and the soul of my master was bound to the rock of life because of the Torah study and the mitzvahs a person performs, his soul is bound with, with God. So this teaching gives us an incredible insight on the power we all have if used for the good. A single thought, imagine, a single thought of holiness can create a levush, can create a garment for the neshama. Just to think something positive will garb you with, a, with, a, with good thought. A good thought will garb you with a good dress. And, um, and one should contemplate in this matter and be co cognizant of its outcome while having thoughts of holiness. You know, today I was walking in the street and I saw this person coming and he, he, ha he looked like he came out from, a, from, the, from the jungle or a circus or something, the hair was all colors, the garb, the way he was dressed was like, like really, it was something that people are gonna look at. And the first thought I had was a negative thought because that's how we are programmed. I was like, oh, like this person looks like he came out of the circus. And, I'm, and, I'm, and it's in my thought, I'm not verbalizing it, it's just in my head. And at that moment, I was cognizant of it because I learned this mimer. So when I'm learning this mimer and I'm walking in the street and I see this in front of me, you know, 
it's not up to me to judge that person Hashem doesn't want he's not putting him in front of me so I can think something not nice about that person and I switch my thought immediately to something nice to something nice and, and then I thought okay maybe this person is all bright and colorful to bring joy to people when they see him it's, he's making the, light, the world a little more colorful you know it's just a a switch it's only to turn a different way of thinking and at that moment when you're thinking positive you're bringing godly light into your life you're garbing yourself with godliness with positivity so one must also be aware that all he does should be leshem shamayim should be for the sake of heaven and we should not do things uh, hoping for reward one sole intention should be to be uh, connected to God to be one with God so if this is true with holy thoughts imagine what it is with unholy thoughts when a person has an unholy thought the same thing happens he's garbed with an unholy thought so you can dress yourself with holiness and Shahina light with the with the light of God or you can dress yourself with darkness and negativity and uh, and not good things so uh, so we should be very very careful about what we put into our thoughts Jewish religion takes great care about our thoughts even though a thought stays in the mind and can never materialize it's interesting other religions don't uh, give so much thought to a thought they don't sin if you have a bad thought like if a person has bad thoughts it's not sinful it's only the action but Jewish religion it's in the in the in the head too it's also in the thought when a person doesn't think correctly he's sinning so nevertheless these thoughts become garments of the soul which cover it from head to toe and don't allow a person to connect to God so the more bad thoughts you have in your head the less connected you're gonna be able to be to Hashem the more positivity you have in your head the more holy thoughts more good thoughts uh, positive thoughts Torah thoughts uh, holy thoughts you have the more connected you're gonna be to God so it is of utmost importance that one guards his mind with his life and consider forbidden thoughts to be like the most severe form of idol worship which prevents one from connecting and attaching to God so now we can understand that the spies of Yehoshua sent into Jericho went to spy on the garments of the soul and determine how to best conquer them. The, the spies of Moshe, on the other hand, were sent to spy on the soul itself and discover where one is holding regarding his love and fear of God. So this supreme level of love and fear of the animal soul cannot be demanded of every person like it's very hard to conquer our animalistic nature we can control it we can have it uh, in place we can always be checking on it but really we will never be able to get rid of our animalistic nature in our lifetime it's needed to be able to survive it's 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 instinctive if you don't have it you won't be able to live and therefore it was presented to Moses as optional that's why Hashem didn't want Moses to send the spies because it was useless they were not gonna be able to conquer that part of, uh, of themselves so when it comes to conquering the Lebushin 
the garments of the soul, it is not only possible, possible but it's obligatory and thus it is demanded of every person. So we can control more what we think, what we say and what we, what we do. Today psychology calls it cognitive therapy but really it's in the Zohar for thousands of years. This is the Jewish thought, this is the Jewish way of living, Jewish way of thinking, Jewish way of, of being. It's, it's already there. You can think, you can speak, and you can, and you can do, you can control that. You can choose what you're gonna think, you're gonna, you can choose what you're gonna say, and you can choose what you're gonna do, even if it goes contrary to what you feel. So in light of all this explanation, we can come to understand one more thing. Yehoshua sent spies only to Jericho, which comes from the word reiach, meaning smell. Just as the sense of smell is external, it's something that it's external, you smell from things that are outside of you, such are the garments of the, of, of the, of the, of the, garments of the soul, of thought, speech and action, are external for one can always change them. However, the entire land of Israel, which was once called Eres Canaan, refers to the midot, the character traits of love and fear, since Yehoshua knew that the Jewish people as a whole only have the ability to conquer their garments, their levushin, he sent the spies to Jericho. But Moses, on the other hand, who desired to have his generation conquer the emotional attributes, sent the spies to scout the entire land of Israel. And at the end, it didn't work. It, it was a fiasco, but thank God 40 years later we were victorious and we were able to conquer finally the land of Israel. So to recap this, what is important here to, to remember is that we should never take time for granted, that we should use every day as a, as a way to dress ourselves, like every opportunity that you have to do a mitzvah, take it pray a little more, learn a little more, all this is going to dress you up and every day is, a, is one day that you're dressing yourself up. In, in 180 years or more when you have to go back to Shamaim, back to where you came from, you're going to be dressed as a, as a royal king or a royal queen. You're going to be wearing the most beautiful garments. So uh, also don't ever forget the importance of your thoughts. Your thoughts are very powerful. They really determine your mood. They determine your personality, everything. Try to be mindful about what goes into your head. Like me today, I grabbed it, I got it. Hashem put it right in front of me and I was able to, to change the thought. And also remember, that conquering one's thought, speech and action, not every person has the ability to transform his emotions to love and fear of God only, however every person can control his thoughts, his speech and his action and is required to send spies to deliberate on which matters need repair. We should always be vigilant and aware and in this way we will live a little higher. So I I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.